0: Welcome to Feels Like Home, a home, garden, and design podcast
1: with me, interior designer Sam Strzok. And me, stylist and photographer Eva Kosmas Flores. Each week, we'll bring you down-to-earth advice to help you create beauty in your living space and vibrancy in your garden. Along with insights and tips from our guests... Plus, every episode we'll dive into listener mail and help you solve a garden or design problem.
0: So send them on over to us at feelslikehomepodcast at gmail.com. So pull
1: up a seat and make yourself at home. Hey guys. Hi everyone. Welcome back. We're really excited for today because we're talking with a couple really amazingly talented women, Nora and Laura of Design Tales. They are based in Germany and they are insanely talented creatives, both in terms of, you know, photography, they do styling, but also with interior design and designing spaces too. They've done a lot of renovating. So I'm excited to kind of pick their brain and uh, hear more about that with them. Yeah. Super stoked. So how have you been, Sam? Good. Yeah. It's been a good week. I feel like we're
0: kind of turning a new leaf in the new year so it feels like we're just i don't know unfurling our our leaves what yes. about you
1: same glad that we kind of have a fresh slate because 2021 was a rough year so yeah. pretty excited we've got got a new beginning things are going well so far too this year so i think it bodes well i'm excited I feel like it can't
0: possibly be worse than last year. So it's all going <laughs> up from here, right? Yes. And I really didn't have a bad year. It just was a lot. So, you know, it's I'm looking forward to, I don't know, feeling like things are more stable yeah. for lack of a better word.
1: I can definitely agree with that sentiment. And going off of stability and instability, let's dive into our strides and struggles for Perfect. The week. Do you want to kick it off? Sure. Um, Yeah. So for my stride and struggle,
0: it's the same thing. (gasps) What is it? I know. Um, It is that Jordan actually officially just left his employment and now he is officially the COO of Structured Interiors. So and it's I mean, it's a big deal. Like if you would ask me a year ago, I would have never, I don't know, imagine that we would be working together in a business. So. And Jordan's your husband. Oh, I'm yes. Sure yes, in case anyone doesn't know that. Yes, Jordan is my husband. So, yeah, it's a stride in the sense that it's it's going to be really good. Yeah, so he comes with a background in policy writing and HR and leadership in general. So as the business has grown, I really just want to be focused on design and not on the business stuff. So we're bringing him in for that. It's the team has been really great and accepting of that. I'm totally aware of the dynamic of, you know, what it would be like to work for a husband and a wife. So I think that's like the struggle in itself, right? Is setting boundaries and making sure that like we're committed to like when we're home, we're just home. Mm
2: -hmm. When we're
0: needing to work, then we'll work. But also he's not in the office 100% of the time. Like we have to really define what it will be like to work together so that we can be healthy in the business mm-hmm. on and also healthy just like in our relationship. So Totally. It feels like it's both like a blessing and a curse where it's like the stakes have never been higher for our relationship to be in a healthy place, but also <laughs> like I'm confident in yeah. our relationship and it and its ability <laughs> to be in a healthy place. So it's good. I'm really excited. It feels like a a big deal. One of my best friends and I were sitting down over um, just late night over games. And she was like, isn't this all stuff that your husband could help you with? And I think in the back of my mind, I knew that that was true, but I just was unwilling to acknowledge that I need his help because (laughs) he's so sweet and I just want to do it all myself. So letting him into that was like kind of a vulnerable thing. and But I'm excited for
1: what that means for the business and what it Mm -hmm. means for our relationship, so- that is really exciting. I and it'll be nice that you don't have to worry as much about like the admin side of things and like getting health insurance for everybody. You have like someone who can do that for you. Yes. And it's someone that you trust. Yes. Like implicitly, which is really nice. It's great. Yeah. I'm excited. Yeah. What about you? Um, well, my stride is that I got my raspberries and blackberries and my fig trees pruned So they've just kind of been running ragged and look totally nuts all winter. Just like I mean, you know, they're not really doing anything in the winter. But the nice thing is because all the leaves have fallen off, it's really easy to prune because you know you can see where all the branches are and everything. Um, And I went down some fun YouTube rabbit holes about (laughs) pruning fig trees and like learning about different (laughs) leaf nodes. And there's like little like segments that the branches are broken up into, and then at each juncture there'll be like a little bump that's going to be a leaf and then a little bump that could turn into a fruit. And so they face different ways. So you prune the branch right above the one that you want to turn into like a leaf and a fruit, depending on where it's facing. So it was just kind of cool to like imagine sculpting the future growth of this plant through pruning. So that was fun. And uh, it was also just a nice sense of accomplishment to, Check that off the list. I'm like, okay, getting the garden ready for spring feels good. And then the struggle is so we have two chimneys in our house. One is a a newer chimney for a fireplace that's on the exterior, like side of the house, which is kind of where most fireplaces are built now in houses. They're kind of on like an exterior wall. Mm -hmm. So that was probably added on, I don't know, maybe in like the 70s or something. But this house was built in like the 1930s. There's another chimney that goes all the way down into the basement, and it's in the dead center of the house. And that was used as the wood-burning furnace when this house was first built. And now, uh, obviously, we don't have a wood-burning <laughs> furnace, but we do have a gas furnace that's connected to this chimney, so it's still being used. So anyway, it goes all the way up the center of the house, um but we've had like leakage problems around the where the like roof shingles meet it so like 2 years ago it was like really bad and so we had this like big brown water spot around the chimney which is just like exposed in our master bedroom like on the ceiling And then our master bathroom kind of slopes down, so then it also the water also went down into the ceiling of the master bathroom. And then I had like plastered the walls in our bedroom, and then that went down the wall, the nice plaster wall. So it's like I have to replaster that still. But so then we had someone come out and they like fixed the flushing or the uh, roof tiles against the chimney so that water wouldn't get between the two. We thought, and then. (laughs) Like a week ago, we had more leaks again for the first time in a few years. Like, no. Um, So we had to have someone come out. They kind of figured out what was wrong and they're going to come back out and fix it. But it was just annoying because it's like, how many times have we like painted the ceiling and covered up this like spot or like repatched it only to have it like happen again? But luckily, I have ordered some plaster to re like patch up some spots in the bedroom. And I got it in December. But I just didn't have time to patch it up. So I'm so glad now that I did it because otherwise it would have just immediately gotten this date on it again. But yeah, so that was just like a little bit annoying. Just like old house woes, I guess. Uh, I'm sorry. Yeah. But, you know, we're just repairing as things fall apart. And hopefully we don't have to keep doing this for too long. You can move in a few years into the new house. So that'll be nice. Fun. Yeah. Yeah. But speaking of old houses... Nora and Laura are really talented at renovating old spaces, so I'm really excited to chat with them today. Should we go ahead and jump into our interview and welcome into the show? Yeah, I'm okay. super excited. Okay, awesome. Want to beautify your photos of your home? I've made five beautiful Lightroom mobile presets that will bring brightness and beauty to your space, and you can grab them for free at feelslikehomepodcast.com. Nora Eiserman and Laura Methusias are the married design duo behind the Design Tales Instagram account and their gorgeous food blog, Our Food Stories. They have a passion for renovating old spaces and a talent for harmoniously combining old world design with Modern Elements, and we're so excited to have them on the show with us today. Welcome, guys. Hey! Hello. So to kick things off, why don't you just tell us, you know, a little bit about yourselves and where you guys are from, where you're located, and what you do.
3: Um, So we are Laura and Nora, um, a couple from Berlin. We are working as a photographer and a food stylist and um, have a blog called Our Food Story. And since a few years, we are also really into interior design, Yeah, which is kind of our second passion.
0: Yeah, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Um, so can you tell us, how did each of you um, kind of develop your interest in design or interior design? Or where did it begin? Yeah, I think uh, we are both um, very aesthetic
2: people, and we like to be surrounded with beautiful um, things, have beautiful things, and, with beautiful things, and um, uh, love to decorate and make a beautiful table setting. And of course, um, there also belong uh, furniture, like chairs and tables. And by the time it grows, uh, this passion also for more interior pieces and uh, we really love to um, find old places and think about it to how to renovate them and
3: yeah i think our passion for interior design actually started when we traveled to denmark together which is when was the first time we traveled to denmark i don't know maybe it's like eight years ago now or something Yes,
2: 2013. yeah Yeah.
3: something like that so yeah and the danes are really really into interior obviously and so yeah, we got in touch with all these amazing furniture and I don't know, we found so much inspiration. And um, that's kind of when it really started. We were really into interior design as well.
1: Yeah, Scandinavian design is so beautiful. And, you know, it's been a huge trend here in the US the past few years. So I can definitely see that being a big kickstart to um, to your guys' passion for it. Um, so kind of going more into your guys' renovation, so after you, you know, went to Denmark and kind of got really excited about interior design, you know, what was the first home that, or like physical space, I guess, that you guys renovated and, you know, how did you find it and what, what was that process like? Yeah, in the
2: very beginning, we started our food blog and, uh, to, uh, to photograph our uh, recipes in Laura's father's house. Uh, in, a, in the dining room actually but after a few years he also wanted to use this room by himself so we um, actually were very lucky to find a space in the same city uh, a little flat of friends and um, which was i think empty since 10 years yeah since oh, wow. 10 years. Uh, but the tower has had this really nice beautiful old structure all the old uh, old um, floor and ceiling and doors. And we immediately fell in love with it and already had like ideas how to renovate it and everything. And I think at that time we really started to be, um, made also our second account.
3: Design Tales? Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, Because we really wanted to to share this renovation story and yeah, we didn't really wanted to mix it up so much with food stories because people, of course, expect food ac- like food pictures, recipes. Yeah, um, sure. So yeah, that's when we, that's when we started our second account. Um, and yeah, we we we've been just so lucky that we uh, that we found this amazing place. Um, and uh, we like we had to pay for the renovation, but since it was in a house uh, of friends, um, we didn't have to pay rent. Like just our uh, heating costs and. Um, and the renovation, which was a big part, of course, um, but that was, uh, that was really, that was really lucky for us. And um, yeah, they knew once we moved out, they have a renovated space, so it was a good deal for everyone. <laughs> yeah, it's <amazing>. um, and <laughs> yeah, so that, that was, the, that was the first place actually, we started, yeah.
1: And then was your studio after that, the studio space that you guys have in Berlin?
3: Exactly. Then we, then we, um, when everything, uh, was running really well, we just needed a bigger studio space. So we started to look, um, for places in Berlin. And, um, it was actually not that easy. Uh, it was really difficult to find a, a like a, a big studio in Berlin for, for a good price. Um, and we've been looking around a lot. But then one afternoon we, we had a, a viewing at another place. And it was like a really, really tall building. And we went up in the highest um, floor and looked out of the window. And uh, on the other side of the street, we could see like this beautiful old house, red bricks, like super nice industrial windows. Um, and we thought, oh, that would be so cool. <laughs> um, and then we just uh, walked by and it looked like it looked so well maintained. And we thought like, OK, there, there won't be any... Free space, so we just—I um, don't know—just we just asked the neighbor um, who was renting the space downstairs if he, if he, if he knew anything about it, and he said, "Yeah, the, the whole first floor is basically free," <laughs> which was crazy, and um, this is how we found our studio. So yeah, we didn't have—we didn't have so much—we didn't have so much, um, uh, we didn't have so much um, freedom with the renovation, though, in the studio in Berlin. Because the landlord um, had all these, I don't know, ideas what he really needed to do. And um, so um, it wasn't like an exciting renovation story for us. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it was a beautiful place for sure. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I, I've i been there once before. Um, a few years ago, time has like flown by really fast. But it, the light in there is just magical. Like you guys have these huge windows in there and this really beautiful, um, like linear kitchen space and it's just an amazing, amazing studio space. So yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So a lot of what you talk about when you're looking for places, um, it seems like involves a feeling when you experience this space. Um, is that true? Or do you feel like there's specific things that you look for in the old spaces that you work on? Um, to help you know if it's like a good fit for you to go ahead and take on as a project.
3: I mean, to be honest, in the beginning we thought it, it would be always like, um, I mean, of course you have to have a good feeling, but right. we always thought it's important to have like all details, like old windows, old floors, that these kind of things are the most important ones. Sure. But um, we gave up our Berlin studio um, two years ago because we found the old schoolhouse in the countryside. Um, we it was the first time that we actually um, that we actually were convinced um, with the opposite because the schoolhouse it was crazy like it was the ugliest plastic windows, you can nasty and um, I don't know it just looked so so bad.
2: Yeah, um unfortunately they have been destroying in the sixties, and seventies a lot of uh, the old charming details. Mm. Yeah,
3: so. Um, I don't know. It was. It wasn't really what we what we would normally been attracted to. Sure. <laughs> but you could feel like an I don't know, like a nice soul uh, in the space, and um, I don't know. Yeah, we just we just had to, we we could make it work somehow, but it was definitely a little bit crazy, <laughs> like a total makeover.
0: Sure.
1: Yeah, that's wild. That's funny that they like. Took out all the beautiful old details and started putting in like weird, like 60s, 70s, like plasticky stuff. That's so frustrating. (laughs) But, you know,
3: unfortunately, they do it to a lot of houses in Germany. Yeah. (gasps) Yeah.
1: Yeah, But, you know, going off of the photos of the renovated finished product, you would never tell because you guys still kept like a lot of really cool, vintagey looking touches in there. Like, there's that doorway that goes kind of into the kitchen that's like, glass and it has like glass a glass arch at the top was that mm-hmm. original yeah. or yeah yeah no
3: no we, we found it like we we have it, like over the years um we found a, a lot of nice uh, vintage stores so um we know where to search um and yeah we, we we just found it it was i don't know i think it it was from an from an old uh, castle or something oh cool there? yeah i, I think know. so yeah yeah, yeah. So, yeah. And another, like our bathroom door, it's from an old hotel from Berlin. Like really, it's really funny what kind of things you find. And uh, they, yeah, they tell a story in the end. That's so nice.
1: Do you like go to vintage or salvage shops, like looking for a specific thing? Like, okay, we're remodeling the schoolhouse. Let's look for like a door And then buy it then or if you're like at a vintage shop and you see a beautiful like old window or something even if you don't have a space for it at the moment like will you just buy it and hold on to it or like how is that process like for you guys for sourcing all this cool stuff
2: no we actually uh, had to keep to the budget so we definitely had to look exactly for what we needed Mm -hmm. in this moment and um We would love to look for (laughs) more beautiful things, but uh, due to uh, budget and time, that's uh, not often possible.
3: Yeah, to find beautiful things, I think we don't have an issue with that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Totally. Uh,
3: Yeah. Uh...
2: (laughs) But it was uh, quite, I think, time-consuming also to find uh, exactly what we needed also for, even for the schoolhouse. You know, the drawers, the sizes, and um for example, also, we uh, replaced uh, the windows with wooden new ones, mm-hmm. but we wanted uh, old handles. so we have been looking I think one or two days long for for these only old, four handles yeah all four handles you know all these small details which you um don't see in the end, but they're so much
1: important to make the house charming, you know, sure. yeah, yeah, totally. And in the spaces that you've been, you know, remodeling and things, were there any kind of weird surprises that you came across while you were doing remodeling, like any, you know, something like in the wall or just like, you know, opening it up and realizing like, Oh no, we're going to have to like rewire the whole thing.
3: Yeah, definitely. I think with the schoolhouse, it was our like big first, um, um how do you say experience Experience. Mm -hmm. our biggest experience was like such a huge renovation before it was only like small projects where you could really um plan everything but here like with the whole house um yeah we had definitely a lot of surprises like i think the big one was um like the the schoolhouse has this kind of little annex to the garden um like uh yeah it, it's just charming because you have like an extra room which leads into the garden which is so nice in summer um and really wanted to keep it and um it, it basically they just had to renew the whole thing like um because it was so rotten and you could have never seen that um they just found out during the renovation um and that was like, it would have been so uh, much less expensive to just tear it down yeah um, yeah and but then it was kind of almost too late because we already um we already had a door and we already ordered the windows and this kind of stuff so yeah we just went with that but um that was a really bad
1: surprise yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah I feel like that kind of stuff happens a lot like we and also yeah oh no you go ahead yeah, uh, and also
2: we had to, um, unfortunately, replace a few floors even oh, here, yeah. mm-hmm. also due to the renovations before they um, put kind of a really weird uh, glue on, on the original floor and then even concrete on it, like a really strange uh, mixture of materials. <laughs> and um, we have been very lucky that we found in England a brand which makes um, these antique floors. So you cannot really tell um, afterwards now what is old and what is uh, new.
3: Um, but that was
2: uh, also um, kind of a bad surprise.
3: Yeah, we, we, we've been planning to to restore all the original floors and they were also so beautiful. So it was like a budget thing and it was also uh, yeah really sad these beautiful old wooden floors that they were covered with so much like bad materials. So yeah, you just had to throw them away. The only good uh, thing is that we have now their
2: uh, floor heating. Thank <laughs> <laughs> Oh, nice. <laughs> also, very very nice
3: luxury <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because they had to pull out, of course, and you can yeah put something underneath. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Uh, yeah, with old buildings, you just never know what you're going to find because like, you know, my house was built in the 1930s. And so we did a huge renovation on the second floor. And when they mm-hmm. were working on the bathroom, um, I think the person who lived here before might have been like a contractor or some sort of handyman because he had done the plumbing himself and it was not up to code at oh. all so we had to have the plumbing redone from the basement all the way to oh, the master no. bathroom oh. it was they, oh. like rip open the walls going all the way up and we we're just like we did not budget for this but you know with that kind of stuff you, you just are like okay well we got to do this so gonna keep on yeah on.
2: yeah even especially this money but you don't see you know like yeah. um, we also had to replace the chimney and when you see the yeah um it's not like you replace new windows or something
0: which you really see you know it's like um, like lost money a bit <laughs> totally yeah in hood river um most i would say half of our projects um are renovations and then the other half are new construction but in the renovation sphere probably honestly we get to a really high proportion of Projects That end up being our recommendation for complete teardown versus remodeling because it just, yeah, they're old farmhouses built um, kind of just not definitely not to code, but also just, you know, kind of ad hoc with handyman local people that put it together. And so by the time we figure out what's inside the walls, it becomes a really difficult exercise for our clients to just recognize like this is going to take more to put back together than it would to. To start over so yeah, I can imagine. it's a tough yeah. conversation sometimes for clients because they just really so we uh, you know on our end we advocate like if you want to keep the structure it's because you care about the soul of it rather than it being less expensive um because yeah it's yeah it's a tough tough one but yeah and then also randomly as you're Eva, as you were asking that question about like random secret or surprises that came up in any projects we had a project a couple months ago that we started and um, we opened up the walls and there were crystals inside <gasps> of the walls like amethyst and like red. Yeah. And my son, <laughs> my son, I have a six year old. He is like a total uh, geologist nerd. Like that's what he wants to be when he grows up. He's super into mineralogy. And so that wow. was that was like the highlight of his week for me to come home with like amethyst <laughs> like chunks of amethyst that were just in the wall. Wow. Um, My goodness, he was like that is the coolest thing ever. So
1: um, I wonder but, what they were trying to like ward off. And I don't house. know.
0: <laughs> it was super random. It was like I mean that was like a fun random surprise yeah. or whatever. But it was like it it was probably the funniest thing that I've found to date on a project. <laughs> so uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Well cool um so yeah that's a really nice surprise yeah yeah it was um it was pretty it was a funny one we laughed about i mean it's we do find like old newspapers in the walls or like random stuff yeah um you know that one was kind of a random one but um do you guys ever work with interior designers or do you do the design of your spaces entirely yourselves between the two of you
3: yeah we like that's like our biggest passion and um yeah, so that we really we really love to look for things and I don't know when you just enter a room we imagine you know okay we will put the table here and it should be this kind of table and this sofa and na 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 so that's um yeah that's what we really what we really love about um this whole renovation process
2: yeah we we mainly start always with the with the function of the rooms like which room for what you know the bathroom or the shooting room the- dining room and um, and we uh, maybe think where could be the doors if there are no doors or open up uh, maybe a wall to brighten up the room and then um, maybe we think about the floor and the wall colors and uh, all the furniture and of course we have like um, small wish lists also, also Mm -hmm. (laughs) of furniture and then uh, yeah it's it's not that big And um, then, of course, uh, nice to, to decorate everything.
3: Yeah, yeah. but what we actually, what we can't do at all, we are not, like, um, not, like with, um, we say, like, we're not really handy. Like, we can't, I don't know, people, I, I mean, I admire people who can, I don't know, do the plumbing themselves or, yeah. um, I don't know, tear down a wall or something like that. We're, like, no chance at all. We're <laughs> not talented for that.
1: Yeah. It's not, in a lot of those cases, it's best to let the professionals do it because sometimes you can do a lot yeah. more harm than good trying For to sure. do it yourself. That's true. Uh, yeah, that's true. And what are your guys' or some of your favorite materials to work with? Like I, I can tell from looking at your stuff, I feel like you use a lot of like lime plaster probably or...
3: Um, yeah, like it's uh, kind of like a chalk paint that we use. Oh, cool. um, So it, it's like you, you just um, apply it with a brush. Um, which is so convenient um, and yeah it's it's like painting with a normal color but um, yeah you have this nice effect in the end um, yeah and other than that we we really love um, we just really love natural materials
2: yeah of course in linen as we are foodies you know we love uh, <laughs> linen and stuff and even linen curtains or, or linen on the sofa you know and uh, a lot of wood, you know. We, we love to buy antique uh, furniture, but also uh, modern Scandinavian wood furniture. And uh, maybe to have a bit contrast with that, we we like to integrate a bit stone, for example, a marble table,
1: and other soft materials like wool. Yeah.
3: So like really, really natural.
1: Yeah, I feel like that's definitely way more timeless. It feels like when you use natural materials, it stands up to the test of time more than, you know, like more of the plasticky polyester stuff. And how do you feel, like just out of curiosity, how do you feel the wear and tear is on like your linen upholstered furniture? Like, cause you guys have two dogs, Colin and Carrie, and they're super cute. (laughs) Um, But you know, they're on the furniture too. Does it like, it holds up pretty well?
3: Yeah, I would say so. And you can wash it. I mean, um, yeah, totally. Yeah, but I I would also say like for natural materials, like um not only for linen, but I mean also like for for stone or like for marble or wood. I really like that it can just age so beautifully. Like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't know, we, we have our wooden dining table. Um, we found it, We found a really nice vintage one for the kitchen, and we have it since two years now, I think. And it's already like it has already so many marks from like I don't know uh, dinners and whatever. Um and photo shoes and but it's I don't know I think it just adds uh, adds to the charm and I really really like that and I think for for more like for um, like plastic materials or like unnatural materials Mm -hmm. it's you kind of recognize the marks much more it's like I don't know it doesn't really add to the furniture you know what I mean right so yeah yeah,
2: I really like that and uh, we are also a bit like minimalist when it comes to furniture so we don't have so many furniture, and I think if you have a really nice piece of patina or so, you don't need much more, you know, it's, um, I think plastic or other materials are a bit more cold and maybe you need more, but uh, if you have just one really nice, beautiful design piece, then it's,
0: um, it's often enough, I think. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's great. Can you tell us how many homes or spaces you guys renovated to date? How many projects you've done?
2: Like three or four, what would Yeah, we had the flat and the schoolhouse now oh, yeah. and our Sweden home. So it's three, yeah. Yeah,
3: it's three, yeah. And then the studio in Berlin, but that was more like, uh, yeah, we, we just, when it was renovated, we furnished it. So it was not really like a renovation.
1: Do you guys, are you able to go to your place in Sweden much now with like lockdown stuff or have you not been able to get up over there?
3: I mean, now it's now it's working quite well again but but for the first lockdown we could go at all but i mean it was it was it was not bad for us because we knew eventually one day we can go again and of course it was a situation for everyone but um yeah i think it was like i don't know for four months or something that the borders were completely closed
2: yeah yeah we had we are going through denmark to sweden so we had to cross the borders yeah Mm. (laughs) so that made complicated and in the beginning
3: we were were
2: uh vaccinated we always had to make the test and everything you know wasn't it um yeah and
3: yeah, it, like it was really much. in germany in the beginning with the vaccinations they really focused on um on the older people first so um and on people who really needed it help wise so we waited of course until it was return um and uh, during that period yeah you always had to make a test and yeah but now we don't have to do it anymore <laughs> That's good.
1: <laughs> and what was it like looking for, you know, um, real estate in another country, and then hiring people to renovate in another country? Because you guys don't speak S- Swedish, right?
3: Not yet. Our goal for years to finally learn the language. Uh, nice. Yeah. The reason. The reason actually
2: we uh, bought a house in Sweden. And- uh, very easy because we traveled so much to Scandinavia, to Copenhagen and to Sweden and we booked so many Airbnbs and spent so much money <laughs> on uh, hotels and everything and uh, we always wanted a place for ourselves yeah. and in the beginning we have been actually looking in Denmark but in Denmark you're not able to buy it's not allowed uh, to buy um, um, I mean,
3: how As, a yeah, As a foreigner, you can't, you can't buy, um, if you want to live there, of course, but if you just want to have a vacation house or something, oh, yeah. you can't mm. let you buy. A house. But in Sweden, um, it's completely opposite. So it was actually really easy research, um, like for one and a half years, like two summers. Yes summers and uh the first summer was really like uh really good for us because we had a really bad um uh how you call it, like how you call it like a real estate agent mm-hmm. like um he, he was not really nice and um uh kind of betrayed us like it was really but long oh, story. <laughs> oh um no. but yeah no. uh, <laughs> 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 um but like a year later we found a really nice house and it was like um even better so all good, oh, good. and um mm-hmm. Um, but yeah uh, it was uh, it was surprisingly easy I mean uh, of course we had to find um, like a Swedish and German speaki- speaking uh, lawyer for all the paperwork so we were we, we knew what we were signing um, and yeah but but the rest was I think we, we were lucky that we um, like that the sellers from the house were super nice
1: mm. and
3: also helpful Um and yeah, what we what was new for us from Germany is um, that in Sweden they have this kind of bidding system. So the price that you see on the on the homepage, it's not it's not the. I mean, it it it, it will definitely go higher. In it's most like cases. eBay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that was super strange for us. Um, and um, yeah, so you have to be really lucky that there are not too many others. are interested as well and want to bid on the house and
2: all the owners find you the most um, and nicest so you maybe have a good connection to them you know that's also important
3: yeah that was our luck that we had a really good connection to the owners and um that they really cared to whom they sell it um so we didn't have to go through this whole bidding thing in the end so that was really we could stick to the budget (laughs) and um yeah it was um, surprisingly easy. Yeah, and was
2: uh, the house is super nice. We, it, it's um, a stone house. We like um, style with uh, wood uh, wooden ceilings inside and everything, and very close to the beach. And it's just one and a half hours by car to Copenhagen. So you can go through the bridge um, to Denmark, which is uh, fantastic. So you can be in the cities very quickly, but you can also be walking your dogs uh, on the ocean and um, yeah the the landscape there is really great it's um i don't know the 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 beaches are so beautiful
3: yeah we discovered the area um um, through 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 a client Uh, they booked us to make photos of the area and we've never been in south sweden before we actually always been more um more up north in sweden Mm -hmm. and that was like a uh, completely new to us, like the beautiful um, landscape, like Nova- like Nora said, um, and the ocean. And I don't know, we really didn't expect that on Sweden. More, we, did, we I don't know, we just thought more about like woods. Yeah. And- <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> so we, we totally fell in love with the with the landscape. And of course, um, when we bought the house, uh, for us it was important that it's a house which needs a uh, total makeover. Because we couldn't um, like afford it, also time-wise to be there all the time and look um, look at the um, construction site. Yeah, and yeah. Um, just like in the renovation in Germany, we 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 every day. We've been we've been here and looked uh, for the workers, and there were new questions every day. Like you can plan everything as good as you want, you just have to be there. Uh, um, yeah. Because otherwise, there will be always something which is going wrong. Crazy. So, for us, it was important with uh, Sweden to find a house which, I don't know, basically just a bit of paint. And yeah, we got a new kitchen because that's our, (laughs) that's that's really important for us as foodies. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. (laughs) Right.
0: I feel like you guys are speaking Eva's love language by talking about <laughs> a stone house with wood ceilings. So
1: yes, yes. As we've gone into your <laughs> house
0: planning, it's like those are those are on the list for sure. They are.
1: Yeah, we were yeah. Ho- hoping to do all stone on the outside, but when you're building like a three thousand square foot house, that gets really expensive really <laughs> fast. So yeah, um, oh my god. Yeah. Uh, so now we just have like there's going to be a little bit of stone at the waterline of the house basically but um yeah stone is nice. just so lovely
3: when are you starting actually isn't that also soon or
1: yeah hopefully we will be breaking ground next year we uh the house is in a wow. place called the scenic area which basically has like really strict building codes because they want to preserve the natural landscape so we can only build um like or the house can only have certain colors and like a certain amount of windows facing the river and stuff. So we just submitted to the gorge commission or we are like this week, basically. Yeah. So fingers crossed, they give us the green light yeah. and then we can start. Yeah. it's exciting. Wow.
0: Exciting. <laughs> so exciting. Um, so can you guys tell us out of the renovations that you guys have done, um, what each of your favorite spaces
3: you mean, like, what, what's our favorite space from? Yeah, our is it the same? Yeah,
0: yeah, totally. I think it's always the
2: place where we are at the moment. yeah <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, because I think it just needs some life in in every space. So I don't know if we if we're here, we're very happy with our space here. And I think that's the greatest gift ever that you or that we could afford to uh, renovate our own space. Because we could uh, choose every detail, we could choose every color, and um, that's us. You know, that's our home. And then, as we go to Sweden, then we take have
0: one day or less, and then we are there. And then that's the best place.
3: Yeah, yeah, that's
0: true. I feel like your um, answer reminds me a lot of our interview with Jessica Helgerson out of Portland. Um, she's a designer in the portland area and we asked her what was your favorite project and she was like always the one that we're working on right now Um, so (laughs) I, i feel like you guys gave a very similar answer and i get it i mean that's sort of how we are too in our on our design team we're like the most excited about whatever we're working on right that minute so um that makes sense and this is kind of a random side question to that but like do you do either of you or i guess what are each of you passionate about with regard to the interiors? Are they different things? Like, is one of you more passionate about soft goods and textiles and the other one more passionate about hard surfaces? Or what are what are each of your guys' favorite parts of design? That's
3: a very good question.
2: Good system, but yeah.
3: I, I think I, I can't... You can't really answer. I think know. maybe it's not... I don't know. Maybe I would say it's always the kitchen. Maybe that's not detailed enough. But that's, like, really our... I don't know, always really our passion to, to do the kitchen. Sure. Um, with all like all the details that come then like countertops and handles and all the all the little things. Yeah. But I, yeah, say... but I
2: can't tell that, that Laura has more a passion for this and no, I have more passion it's for It's
1: quite about... quite the same, right? Yeah. 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 I love that. A true team.
2: Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah we always I think uh we always think about the room and then we discuss the room, you know, what kind of maybe sofa or sofa table or whatever. And then we think our heads and then that was coming up with something. And then I'm coming up with something and then we, I don't know, think about it. And maybe we change or not change, you know, and it's, um, so
3: far it was yeah. that, So we, we yeah. never had to fight over like in Europe or something ridiculous. <laughs> I don't
2: know. <laughs> Or you maybe say, okay, Laura's getting this chair and therefore I get, you know, this table or something. But it's not that uh, the other person absolutely doesn't like it. And no, so no, we
1: would never do that. No, no. Yeah. And if, yeah. you know, if you guys could go back in time, is there any advice that you'd give yourself yes. at like the very beginning of, you know, just starting to get into the world of renovations?
3: Yeah, definitely to plan more time. We had such a tight uh schedule for the for the schoolhouse renovation because we also really needed to move in like because we gave up the studio in Berlin, so we like we, we really had a um tough timeline and that was all, like it was almost too tight. It mm-hmm. was and it was like a big stress part for us. Um we had a lot of work during that time, for the renovation and like it was really I think we just planned it too tight. So, um If we could, if we if we ever have to renovate something again in the future, or if we would do it for a client or whatever, we would definitely uh, always suggest you plan more time than you expect because there's always something that takes longer. Um, I don't know. Yeah, for example, our tile man during the renovation just left from one day to the other. Like (laughs) there will be always like little things you just you can't plan. It's like, um, and I would have never believed that. Everyone told us, and I was like, Yeah, but we planned everything so well. Yeah. <laughs> so, the more time, and also because you will have answers with the like maybe a little bit more budget than you expected. So, mm. I don't know, take budget somewhere else uh, away from, or how, how do you say that in English? Like, um, divide. Like, yeah, I don't know, plan your budget really, really right. So, you have a little puffer, like a little extra. Thing. Like a padding. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, thank you. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, and as Laura said before, uh, most important to be able to go at least every few days to the renovation because okay. otherwise it's not your house in the end. <laughs> it's the house of the builders. So. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, yeah I'm-
3: it's crazy how these can go wrong, even if you discussed it before. And even if your workers um, and you are like a super good connection, it's like I don't know. It's just um, it's just better when you are present and can really yeah be there and discuss everything twice. And that's from our experience that was really helpful.
0: That's great. Yeah, on our end, when we are consulting with clients about renovations, we generally advise people to set aside an additional twenty percent for unforeseen. Uh, circumstances that come up in remodeling. And it depends sometimes if the house is, you know, after our first uh, initial visit, if it seems like there's potential for it to be even more complicated, then we'll tell people to set aside an extra 30%. (laughs) So it really just depends. But generally speaking, yeah, we'll tell people like whatever your budget is, try to target 20% less than that. In all the things that you can plan right now, so that when we start opening up the walls, you have twenty percent extra aside for all the things that we can't yep. plan for. So that's so important. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, that makes sense. Um, and then, so what advice would you give listeners who are looking to renovate or maybe start a renovation? Yeah, basically
3: the same that we just said. I mean, yeah, that is super important with the budget and the time. I think these two these two are the most important things to watch. And yeah, I mean, also to, uh, maybe also to, um, to get help, like if you can afford like professional help or otherwise from, from friends. Um, because like, uh, I don't know, like a renovation is always just really nerve wracking and as much fun as it is, it's like really a lot of work. So,
1: yeah. And where can folks find you like, you know, on Instagram and on your blog and all that stuff.
3: Yeah. On Instagram, we're um, called design tales with two um and uh, food stories is the other account. And then we have a blog, which is called our dot And we have a lot of design content there as well.
1: Um, yeah. I think that's it. Right. Awesome. <laughs> well, Thank you guys so much for joining us. We had such a great time talking with you. And, you know, thank you for sharing your story and all the details about your renovations. It's really, really helpful, especially I think for folks who are interested in getting into renovating maybe like an old home or an old space. Um, You know, those are just really helpful details and tips that you shared with everybody. So I really appreciate it. And we had so much fun with you guys.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Thanks so much for having us. Thanks so much.
1: Man, that was a really good chat with Nora and Laura. So good. They're so sweet. I love them. So we will go ahead and dive into the listener mail that you guys submitted. Um, So, you know, just going forward, if you have any design or garden questions, we would love to hear them. Um, You can send it over to us at feelslikehomepodcast at gmail.com. And please, if you can, include some photos because that really helps. And actually, in today's episode, we have one better uh, because Mary from Well Nourished Palette on Instagram sent us a video of the room, kind of like a panoramic video of the room she's having a hard time (laughs) designing. And so Mary said... Not sure if this fits what you're looking for on the podcast, but my room is so unwelcoming. (laughs) I just want one of those rooms that you don't want to leave so cozy and inviting. I've always felt so stuck. Would love to hear suggestions. Thanks. And then she sent us a video of this room that is like beige carpet, white walls. There's like one window a bed a little like gray dresser and then I don't know like a desk and another dresser there's quite a few little dressery things in there how would you describe it Sam it's a bedroom yeah it's a bedroom it seems like it's
0: maybe I'm trying to get my bearings oh yeah so it is actually a rectangle but the entry point is like partway on one side so if you open the door there's like what would be maybe like a seating area to the left and then the main rooms on the right, and then um closet is on the right hand side too. Uh, but in general it's it's a pretty simple like layout with mm-hmm. window, bed kind of center on the left, um closet access is also on the left with this um kind of section section over on the right. yeah, but I mean, when I look at this space, a couple things kind of come to mind instantly. Number one would be the The bed, I don't know if if it's because you like love a king bed in there, but it's a little oversized for the space, and I can tell that it was created an issue with being able to open the closet doors, so you took the doors off and then put a um a curtain on there. So I would recommend if you can sizing down to a queen bed, I would do that. Now if you can't, totally fine. I would um, definitely. Recommend a headboard or something above like where your head is on the bed, so artwork would be great a uh, you know something that's textural, you could hang like a rug you could do um just get a a bed that has a headboard mm-hmm. and then your entry the curtain into the closet that looks like a great place for like a barn door oh, instead yeah. of a curtain i th- I think that the curtains can sometimes feel a little bit messy so if you just like have something that's hard hard surfaced Mm -hmm. but still doesn't fold or swing into the space then that's like a great space saving solution that and I mean barn doors are pretty easy to find options for uh, readily available even like Home Depot sells them sells kits for them and then where those dressers are like back to back I would pull those apart and just anchor one to the wall and then turn that little section on the left into like an actual seating area of some sort, like a nice oversized chair, an ottoman. Um, I also am a big fan of like when you have a really big expanse of carpet, I would still put a pop of color in the form of a rug yeah, in that space. Definitely. So it's totally okay to put a rug on top of carpet. It's mm-hmm. not breaking any rules. Mm-hmm. It's totally allowed. And then I think the room is oblong. It's long enough that you could do like a bench at the end of your bed. And, yeah. um, you know, really just find some like really beautiful
1: linens that can go on the bed and that cover the box spring underneath. Because right, you can yeah, just something to totally cover the bed. Right. Because I feel like, and also we'll have this video on our Instagram account, um, at Feels Like Home Podcast too for people to actually see what we're talking about right but i feel like when you have different blocks on the bed like the smaller comforter but then you see the box spring underneath and then you see the dark area under the bed it creates like busyness visually whereas if you just have one Mm. nice long duvet cover that goes almost to the ground it's just one block of color or space so it helps it feel a lot tidier right or like a
0: um box spring cover like what what are oh yeah yeah why like a little dusty thing yeah like yeah. but in the same color as the duvet so mm-hmm. again it just kind of creates that same visual continuation of color so it's not like a totally. new color or anything like that but um i think it's a great space uh i think it's really just a matter of getting the right sized pieces placed yeah. throughout the space and then oh also curtains on <laughs> that window thinking, yeah. <laughs> you've got some rods so we need to get some curtains on those um windows. And even though you have shades on the window, I still, I think that curtains can bring a lot of warmth into a space. So just like a warm texture. So layering elevates it. Yeah. Yeah. So layering, even though you've got shades on your windows with curtains that just kind of are there to dress the wall, I think would help a lot too.
1: Yeah. And just having like a cohesive color scheme too. And like, You were saying, like, welcoming and comforting. And, like, when I think of welcoming and comforting, I tend to think of, like, warmer tones. Yep. So maybe some, like, oatmeals and, you know, like, maybe some cozy browns with, like, a pop of some other smaller colors for contrast, whatever your favorite color is. You know, maybe, like, on the armchair, you have a pop of, like, a blue uh, armchair pillow or something. Yeah. Whatever color you want to pop. But I think for warmth and cozy and welcomingness, like... You can't go wrong with warm neutrals to kind of invoke that for people. Sure, yeah, and I think uh, also
0: if anyone wants to submit room dimensions with their yes. videos, um, even if it's just like a rough like sketch, believe me, I've seen them all. They're all great, <laughs> no problem. Uh, they do not have to be to scale, but if you sketch out the layout of your room and with some like rough dimensions in there, I'm happy to sketch out a quick layout of how. I would do it.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good. Those are all really good ideas. Yeah. And Mary, uh, if you do give it, give the space some updates, send us like a, an update yeah. so we can take a look at it. That'd be really exciting. And then the next question is from Tegan B. Tosh on Instagram. And she said, I have a small shared courtyard. What can I plant in pots that would look the best and be easy? Which I think is something that many of us can relate to in the plant department. I would Uh, need them to be easy. Yes. (laughs) Uh, And so uh, I guess for my answer, that would be it it does depend on largely on your local climate. You know, whether you live in like the northeast versus the southwest, you know, those are going to be Very different growing conditions. But I will say that when you have plants in pots, they do need to be watered more than plants that are just buried straight into the ground. Because plants that are buried outside in the earth can grow roots really deep and access water that's several feet underground that hasn't been dried out by the sun yet. Whereas the length of your pot is how long that roots plants are going to be able to grow. So Whatever plant you put there is probably going to need to be watered at some point um, because also the sun is beating down on the outside of the pot. So if you live in a really hot or warm place, it's going to dry out a lot faster too, just the fact that it's in a container versus in the ground. But that being said, there are some things that you can do to help with reducing watering. One thing that I highly recommend is having a nice big saucer that the pot is sitting inside so that way when you water you want to water your plant enough so that you get water draining out the bottom of the pot and then filling up that saucer especially in the summer um because that way once it's hot the plant can start to draw up that reservoir of water from the bottom of the pot that it's you know that's in the little uh saucer that it's sitting in um so that helps it from getting super duper dry really fast if you have a hot day. And then in terms of plants that will do well but not require as much care, the Mediterranean like herb plants are pretty hardy because the Mediterranean gets pretty hot and can be dry, especially in the summer. So I would say things like thyme, lavender, or or rosemary are all going to be pretty tolerant of, uh, a little bit of neglect. If you forget to water, they'll bounce back really fast. And the nice thing is, you also don't have to plant them every year. They come back every year. So that's really, really nice too. The only thing is, because they are Mediterranean type of uh, plants, uh, they don't do well with super cold temperatures. So if you're in, you know, like Minnesota or Michigan or someplace that gets like really cold in the winter, you might want to bring them inside and have them be like an indoor plant in the winter and just put the pot in front of the window. You can find really cool metal plant stands at nurseries so you could, you know, so that they can be as high as the window to get light. But aside from that, you know, they smell great. You can use them for cooking. They all flower as well. Um, and, And all of their flowers smell really good and are great for pollinators. So those are those are my tips for something that's very pretty, also functional and low maintenance too. Perfect. Yeah. So nice. We I've got all those all those guys in the garden right now and they are definitely some of my favorite plants, especially the rosemary because rosemary blossoms, if you haven't seen them, are so beautiful. They're like these really bright blue to purple depending on the variety mm-hmm. of rosemary, but they can be like like Pacific Ocean like such a deep, pretty blue, and I feel like blue flowers are pretty rare in nature, so having that on something that smells as good as rosemary to begin with is just such a treat. It's really nice, nice plant. perfect. yeah, so that's I think that's it for for today, everything. yeah, yeah. Well, thank you guys so much for being here, and uh, we had a great time. Thank you, Laura and Nora, for joining us today. That was such a fascinating interview, and there's such such kind of people, too. It's just fun having them here. So we will talk to you next week. And in the meantime, take care. Bye. Bye. Please rate, review, and subscribe. It really helps. You can find our show notes
0: with resources and links at feelslikehomepodcast.com.
1: For design advice, send in your listener mail at feelslikehomepodcast at gmail.com. And you can also find us on Instagram at Podcast. The Feels Like Home podcast is produced by Jeremiah Flores and hosted by interior designer Sam Strzok and styles and photographer Eva Cosmos Flores. Thanks so much for tuning in and stay cozy, friends.